Well, 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 well. Look what the cat dragged in. I am back. I've been to Scotland. I've been to Brora. Our Jack is back with his mum and dad living the dream. And here I am with a new guest. It's been a while since I recorded. So, without further ado, I'm going to say hello. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. Are you ready for your questions? Never been more ready in my life. Okay, then. This is fucking serious, this shit. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. What was your nickname at school? Oh, Jesus, they had lords. Um, King Dong. <laughs> no, that was not one of them. One of them was fish because of because I wore glasses and it made me fish? look masses. massive. <laughs> Nemo. No, I got pretty much everything else. I got all the fish jokes and everything. That was just one of them. Um, the other one was just the usual stuff, shortening my name, SK, AG, all that kind of stuff. But the fish stuff was the... Fish? Yeah, I hated it. I really hated it. Yeah. You don't realise when you're the kid that you're fucking being horrible, do you? Oh, I knew they were being horrible. Oh, wait. But I, I look back and I think, the way I tried to deflect it was just as bad because we had a lad at school who looked like a chimp. And what we'd try and do, I would try and do is, they start on me, I would try and deflect it and start call, you know, calling him a monkey and a chimp. And all <laughs> Where's that chimp stuff. now? Richmond, I don't know where he is now. Uh, Phil, if, you, if by some bizarre chance you ever do listen to this, I can only apologise for my behaviour when I was a kid. Well, what I did, um, we had a, a lad in school called Skinny. That was his nickname, Skinny, literally. And he was skinny, and he got a dog's life off us. Mm. We used to shoot him with air rifles. Um, he made through a dart into his shin bone. Nice. It's, it pinned his jeans to his... We, he was one of our mates. He was in our gang. His nickname was Skinny, and we gave him a dog's life. Mm. And through Facebook, many years later, I was able to reach out to him and say, look, mate... I'm really sorry for everything that I did to you as a kid when we were growing up. Yeah. Um, and he didn't even fucking remember. He was being polite, I think. Yeah. You'd remember getting a dart in the fucking shit. I think you would, yeah, somehow. Yeah. You'd remember getting shot by an air rifle. I think, yeah, I think I think the shooting would probably... You'd be going home saying, I was school today, love. No, it was all right, I got shot. We used, to, we, we used to go around with my mate's air rifle and shoot each other. And we used to play a game of um, Manhunt where you had the base. The fella who had the base had the gun. And yous would be running through an open field trying to avoid and he's shooting pellets at you. And you think about it now, <laughs> the fucking arms response would be out, the helicopter would be out, the dogs would be out, you'd be getting tasered. You'd now be in Walton doing yeah. that now. You would be doing a sentence now. Exactly. So, where are you from? I am from God's country, also known as St. Helens. That isn't even a real place. Yes, it is. It is a place for all you American listeners, if you have got any. 12 miles away from Liverpool to the east. If it was a person, it would be a short, stocky fellow, rather scruffy, um, clean than it once was, and walking around with a snarly-looking, staffy bull. And on the visual side of things, St. Helens is, fuck you. But if you got to know us, friendly people going, and but, I think, and I would not live anywhere else. Well, I mean, what I'll say is, if you think of Liverpool as the vagina, and Manchester as the bumhole, 
St. Helens is the perineum. Yes. Mm. That's all I need to say. St. Helens basically stops all the scousers from spreading out, so you can look at it from that point of view. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a so it's like a tampon. We're all, we're like a buffer zone. Yeah. We we split two warring tribes from getting together. We split Manchester and Liverpool completely apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, why are you sitting? I'm gonna take take this question out because I don't think it's going to be about a bench anymore. Well. Why are you am, sitting with I me today? I am sitting on a bench, but the reason I'm sat with you is because we have been lumped together in work to do lots of, lots of well, lots of work. If you want to really lie about things, we're doing absolutely sod all for the next what three, four hours. We're on our break. Yeah, we're on our we're on a break. We're on longest break. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we're moving trains through the night. Shunting trains. Yes. Now. What was the last movie that you watched on Eddington? Cinema, Netflix? The last movie I watched, I can't remember if it was with my wife or with my lad. Uh, if it was the one with my lad, it was Fantastic Beasts 2. Electric was, Boogaloo. Which was alright. Yeah, I thought it was dead messy. It was alright. I wasn't. My lad wanted to watch it and I obviously he had no one to go with, so I went with him just basically to fill a seat, really. But it was alright, but I'm not really into fantasy films. They're just not my thing. I like cold, hard, factual Fantastic films. Beasts was quite a good, solid introduction to a new franchise within a franchise. Mm. Number two was just a mess. Yeah, like Fantastic Beasts, obviously, if you know it, it's connected to Harry Potter and all that. I mean, lads at the time was a big Harry Potter fan. Whereas I was sort of like, nah, it's not, it's not really my thing. Watched it and thought, it's actually alright. As a storyline, I thought it was pretty good. But if you're not into it, if you're not into fantasy and all that kind of thing, it's not, no matter, it, it didn't convert me. Whereas the last film I watched my wife was A Star is Born. Never seen it. It's the film with Lady Gaga and him out of um, Hangover. I can't think of his real name, but he's basically the uh, the main dude in Angola. Oh yeah, yeah, really, really good film. But what I will recommend is that you don't watch it while you're depressed. I was suffering from depression at the time, and watched *The Star Is Born*. And one, the main protagonist in the film decides to hang himself, which isn't really conducive to cheering yourself up. And I come away from that film in floods of tears, and I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was a great film, and. I think I wish I could have watched it not being depressed at the time because it didn't help to put it bluntly but, but it was a really good film and Lady Gaga is shockingly good is she it a really, good ending? it's sad it's very sad um, you've probably watched it if, you've, if, if you know anything about the film and it's the, the main character the, the fella in it he hangs himself and she was dating him and she brings out some song to sort of say I'll never love again and all that kind of thing and I just remember coming out of the cinema and everyone there was crying. Everyone. There was blokes crying, there was women crying, there was a few kids there that probably shouldn't have been in there and they were all <laughs> like this and my missus, hard as nails, was like, alright, there's me. <laughs> like that, but yeah, it was a really, really good film and I was very impressed with Lady Gaga. Now I'm expecting multiple answers off this one because I, that's where you're from, you're all fucking weird. 
What's your sports team of choice? Yes, you're right. I do have two teams to pick from. Now, the first one is pretty straightforward. I'm from St. Helens, Lightning Rugby League, and the first team is St. Helens, RLFC. And they've been a pleasure to watch at times. The best rugby league team of the last few years was the Saints team of 2006. There will nothing... There will be no sporting team better than it, I don't, in my honest opinion, in any sport. They were the best at what they did. They only lost four games all season. They didn't lose by anything more than 10 points. And that season was sporting perfection. And, yeah, they've, they've gone off the boil a bit since then, but they're always there to there about. Has rugby league gone off the boil, though? Yes, it has. Because I've messed around with it so much, yes. trying to find the best yeah. place to put it in yeah, the, in the year. Yeah, Sky spoiled it by basically putting it on the telly all the time and moving it about. Like, for instance, games were Thursday night, now it's Friday night, and then it was Monday night at one point and Saturday afternoon. Well, what was a traditional rugby Sunday at three o'clock. So Sunday three o'clock was rugby league. That was traditional kickoff time. Years ago, donkeys years ago, like in the fifties and sixties, it used to be the same time as football, three o'clock Saturday, but they changed it to Sunday. And then twenty years ago, they moved it to the summer which was a good move really but they've messed about with it tinkering it with that that many times and what they always do is slavishly copy the Australians and they've ruined it because they just made it boring the Aussies like it but unfortunately the British don't we like throwing the ball about and seeing stuff happen the Australians just seem to like power and strength and all that sort of stuff but it doesn't work like that over here so rugby league is still played over winter no, it's mainly no? played in summer now. Even the amateur pit teams play in the summer. Why? Uh, Surely to get more injuries on harder no, so- really. soil and stuff. Not really, because if you think about it, if you look at Widnes, they play on an artificial pitch. Well, now I used that to... you'd be amazed at, but obviously, you know, you, Craig, you go and watch Liverpool ladies play there. Well, they did, they're our tram here. Right. But you would see that pitch. And you would be hard pressed to tell that it wasn't grass. But it's. But when one of them went down and got up and she had no fucking knees left. Yeah, but she's a footballer, so she's going to be a fanny, isn't she? No, <laughs> honest to God, like the women's game of football is a lot morally. It hasn't been. Yeah, um, it's morally clean compared to the fellas. There's no game. diving, there's no screaming, there's no rolling around on the floor. Yeah, to be fair, that pitch at Witness looks horrendous. The rugby players complain about it like mad because they often get skinned. Yeah, you know, a lot of and and they do get some injuries because predominantly the pitch has got sand underneath, so it's probably like playing on a hard sandy surface. And glass, yeah, probably bumps up and and then all the other shit that's probably underground in Witness as well, as you know. So, so who's your other team? Right, Come now on. the Saints thing, yeah, good, but obviously I have to suffer as well, and for that I'm an Everton fan. Why? Um, why? Does St Allen's have a football team? It does, but it's in about Division 10. Is it? Yeah, St Allen's town. They once were successful in the FA Vars in about 1987, and, and they suddenly had about 20,000 fans, but at the moment, they're not. I don't even know what county... If, they used to be in the North West Counties League. I don't even know if, where they are now. The, I think it's about Division 10, if you wanted to count them all. So Is that something you would go and watch? No. Because you can't go and watch Everton. Well, you probably can. I could, but I choose to watch Saints. Saints will always be my first team. Everton yeah. always come second, and that was respect. What? How did you Much get into like, Everton? Um, yeah, good question. Because I initially 
my family had me as a Liverpool fan, but for some reason, in about 1984, 1985, I changed over to Everton. I think it was at school. I, well, think I had friends at school who were Everton fans, so I become an Everton fan as a result. And I think it was also just to partially annoy my family. But um, but that Everton team then was amazing. The Everton team then suddenly become amazing, and then well, nineteen eighty six came along and it all went horribly wrong, didn't it? No Europe, no nothing, and it just sort of stagnated. And yeah. obviously, they've never been right since. But there's always seems to be good times on the horizon with Everton, but it just seems to be taking a long, long time to the perpetual rebuilding. It's the hope what kills you. Yeah, it's a tired phrase, but it's true. Eventually, they'll go down. There will be too many, uh, too many changeover of managers, <clears throat> too quick. So you've got this new manager now, Silver, and he's he's doing the same as every other manager. It's called the Everton Cup. You finish seventh, you you win the Everton Cup. You're there or thereabouts for the Everton Cup, and that's not good enough anymore. So the pressure's already on him in his first season to sack him. Football's a crazy game nowadays, and oh, it's, it's the mental. same with everybody. Yeah, I mean, we we Liverpool. Look at you as an example. You drew your World Cup game against us, and the amount of abuse that Klopp was getting on Twitter. You know, he's gone as far as he can get yeah, rid of him. Yeah. Who's going to come in instead of him? You've got an the, asset there. The last time we had seventy-three points at this amount of games was the eighty-seven, eighty-eight season. I think the thing that's wrong with football at the minute is that too many fans want to do down their opposition, their, their hated rival, more than they actually want to support their own team and I think that's where the game's going wrong. For instance, this year, this year Man City probably will win the league. Probably. And what will happen with that, no one will congratulate them, everyone will say, ah, oh, it's oil money. United will just be like, United, Manchester's red, Liverpool fans will hate them. Everton fans will just think, we used to be you like you once, but yeah, since you got the money, you just become a bunch of cunts. Well, I mean, this Liverpool team is probably the greatest Liverpool team since the last team to win the league, nineteen ninety. For the points that they've amassed at this point of the season. Nah, I wouldn't agree. I don't think they're as good as that team that you had then. I think the nineteen ninety team you had was probably a lot better. Probably. I think but yeah, yeah points... you've got some good players. Yeah, don't get me wrong, you've got good players. You've got Salah and Obviously, you've got Virgil van Dijk, but the thing is, you lose Virgil van Dijk and you suddenly become a very average team. You haven't got a, a defence. In 87 88, we won the league with. You had tons and tons of players. Or 89 points. But back then, you had tons of equally good players in reserve. I don't think you. I think that's Liverpool's problem always, that's always been there. Once you lose that one or two really top quality players, like, like Suarez, what you had, like. Virgil van Dijk now the minute you lose one of them Coutinho he's another one you lose them you haven't got the same quality to replace whereas in the 70s 80s and to 1990 you had Look we at, could we could have 95 points this season yeah, and could. still come second yeah you could and what can you say all you can do there is say well done Man City well you've got to because it, because the simple fact is you can spend a lot of money on a, on a team of footballers and be like Everton, like they've done, and it's not worked. Man City have obviously spent a lot of money on football, and it has worked. They're a fantastic team to watch. They're a, oh, they're, they're they're a joy boring. to watch. They're not. 7 0 against the German team. Yeah, that's disrespectful, that. They, no, that was just an idiotic German manager who thought he could play a, a certain way, and he got his ass smacked in the worst possible way. When they went 3 0 up, they should have fucking. 
had a little gentleman's agreement and just left her at that. Cunts. Nah. Man City, classless cunts. Nah. Right. Who was the last person you swore at? Because I've just swore at you. <laughs> and got it all got angry with and why? Ooh, what have I got angry with? Right, I could do a podcast of this. Fucking hell, Lasted about 30 years. I really could. <laughs> just the last one will do then. Just the last one. Um, probably Parliament today. I mean, I don't know if you know the significance of the date today. It's the 13th of March. Um, Parliament today was in to debate whether they wanted a no deal and all, that's, all this Brexit bollocks, what's still going on. And... I won't bore you with the details, but it was an absolute shambles. An absolute mess. I watched it, I watched it live. And Let's, then... I watched, how did you vote? Well, at the time, I didn't want to vote either way, because I, personally, if I had the chance, would vote for fully in. I would vote for Euro, single army, single economy, United States of Europe. I would have done it. See, I voted to leave, but I voted on the facts that I was given during that campaign. And all them facts since the campaign have been proved yeah. to be lies. Well, I vote, in the end, I voted to leave. Mad as that sounds about being a, a, what, someone who wanted the United States of Europe, because I don't like fudges even more. I think a botched fudge, which is what the EU currently is, is not what I want. So I thought, if we get out, no deal, the lot, come, you're either fully in or fully out. You can't have this mess, this beige mess, what we've got at the minute. And I don't really... Yes, it'll be a disaster. I think it'll be awful. I think there'll be chaos and whatever. I think pretty much whatever's been said so far, it'll be... I don't think it'll be as bad as every, you know, certain newspapers are making out, for instance. I don't think it'll be, like, riots in the street. But I think it'll be bad in some way. There's too much politics yeah. going on. But so... I think... I think at the end of the day, I didn't. Your, your, the EU as it was needed reforming, but I don't think saying, oh, let's kick all the foreigners out of Smithdown Road or, you know, get all the Polish out of crew, that's not the answer. That's just not the answer at all. That's just pure ignorance on the people. On the, on the, on the well, this is how World War II started. This is literally how World War II started. But we've got a hell of a lot of idiotic people in this country who just can't see past, yeah, we've got a lot of people with different coloured skin or whatever, or have got different values to us, supposedly flooding the country. It's not that at all. We've got idiots who live in my town now who are carrying knives around, and we've got people going around who think the earth is flat, and we've got people who think that Jesus is the answer to all the cures in the world, which is probably going to answer your last question. But... You know, who think the answer to everything is just, yes, God will sort it all. Fuck. So, I don't know. I get really, I just, and then what happened was, after Parliament went off, undateables come on. And it was two people who were supposedly undateable. And they were so pure and innocent. And you think, why can't we have a world like that? <laughs> two genuinely lovely people who just wanted to go out on a date and enjoy themselves. You know, they're not really asked about whether someone in Northern Ireland's paying VAT on something or other, are they? It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. The thing is, 
when the date comes that we've left Europe, we still haven't left Europe no, because not. everything's got to be negotiated then. I just think and that deals have out, got to be struck. Yeah, I just think if we get out, I'd sooner take the chance with the assholes that run our country than undemocratically elected people that run Europe at the we moment. We are we are getting forced on us. She's winding the clock down on a Tory Brexit. However, she has gone to Europe and Europe have said, this is what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And all this bullshit of, no, you need to go back and say to them, you need to go, it does, it's not work, because what if they give us in the two months that she come back? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. But why should they? It's not what, them exactly. that's leaving. And it's not them that's leaving even, at the end of the day. I love Jeremy Corbyn. I love everything he says. If you listen to the man and not the fucking myth, and not the fake news and the reporting on him, the right wing reporting on everything mm. he does and says, um, I, I like listening to him. Now, he has not got into bed with her. He sh- Parliament, for this, right? You know, like in World War II, mm. when basically Parliament is dissolved and everybody works together. So yeah. there's no politics. Yeah, like a national unity government. Yes. Yeah. As soon as this story broke and it had happened, they should have dissolved right-wing and left-wing politics. Yeah, they should have done, because the country now is going to shit. Yeah, because he, everything that's going he wants wrong. his left-wing Brexit, and she wants her right-wing yeah. Brexit, and we're not going to get either. And nearly 50% of the country didn't want it at all. And it's that Rhys Mogg was on the telly tonight, and he, he, he says, 17 million people voted to leave. Nearly 16 and a half million voted not to. So I think How many people are in this country? 70. So How many of them kids that are now 18, 19 that couldn't vote then are now being faced with the decision that they don't agree with? But they couldn't say then, but they're now going to face the consequences of it. And half them people who probably voted are dead. Well, I mean, <laughs> well. you're never going to win on that one, are you? No, because there's not. always it's... kids getting up. But what was the voting age on it? Was it 16? 18. Was it 18? You see... In something so important, they should have took that into account. Yeah, of course they should. And they should have let the 16-year-olds have a vote. Of course they should. Especially when they let them do it. Ah, Eve, she's 14, so she would have been 12 at the time. She's disgusted that I voted to leave. Because she says, I've sold her down the river. And I've probably sold my own fucking pension down the river. Do you know what I mean? It's... I've got to be honest, I don't think it would make any decision, make any difference what decision we voted for, leave, remain, whatever. The people who because are making the, people the money. Who are in charge will decide what's best for them. They won't decide what's best for us, they will decide what's best for themselves. They will agree it with themselves, sort it out amongst themselves, and we've just got to. Look at Lee Smog. Since Brexit was announced, his company has made £7 million, yeah. or he personally has made £7 million. Yeah. Because he knows where to invest and everything because he's in government yeah so he should be investigated he's a clever man he's a clever man and he should be put in prison like a prick (laughs) and yet has made a lot of money made a lot of influence all this by wearing a prince Charles suit and wearing a really shit side party yeah i think i'm just putting that little quiff in very strange plummy accent yeah but he's probably from darlington probably from wigan that was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right then have you booked a holiday this year yes I have where are you going New York oh you jammy bugger November I'm going nice week before Black Friday I think it is how many days only three, three staying over three nights I think it'll be over four days fantastic I what, are, what are you um, what have you got 
lined up to go and see? Um, well, I've been New York before, so I've seen some of the sites before. Obviously, it's in the Statue of Liberty. We went on the Staten Island Ferry. I think the main thing I want to do this year is go on Brooklyn Bridge because I kind of missed that last time. And it's if anything shouts the soul of New York, it's obviously there's your tower blocks. But I think I think always oh, it's been the steaming grids. Yeah. The the scene of Brooklyn Bridge when you see all those. 70s dramas were someone was going down the road in a 90s style Alan Knight by the way is a driver at all places with like big American cars driving around in massive you know tanks I, I love that sort of image of America of that era you know the place that was big and brash and, and yet had a bit of soul to it and I want to go and see that because the last time I went we did the the cafe th- you know we did the the brunch thing we did the subway went into some really quite shit looking shops and they were selling le- like proper what's the word fur coats now I don't agree with fur coats at all and I was quite shocked to see proper fur on sale I was also shocked to see a pet shop that actually sold dogs in the shop it's like it's, Rocky isn't it yeah it was, it was like Rock, Rock, Rocky and Adrian and it was just something about the place it's just a fascinating fascinating place it really is because it's obviously unaffordable to live in like london is and many places but there's something about the people there it's that seems real and genuine yeah they've obviously got bankers and all them sort of people you know rich bastards and people like sex in the city women and all that sort of stuff but there's obviously that underbelly as well like all the people who don't have money and you just see them going past here today and I think that's fascinating and obviously there's the poignancy of like round the world trade centre when we said that that's really really sad seeing all that and then yet you go up to um, the Empire State Building which was every bit as good are you going to do that again or I don't know I think this time what I want to do is um, what I'd like to do is go further up Manhattan towards sort of like the rougher end at at the other end for some strange reason I'm attracted to going to sort of like the rough district I think it's because of coming from St Helens which is rough as a bird's ass I like them places I've always been fascinated with Detroit I'd love to go to Detroit in America and they call it poverty porn don't they where you can go and see the abandoned houses in the suburbs and you can see the the, the high street where there's entire blocks of shopping area has been abandoned and there's factories been abandoned I love all that sort of stuff there's apparently there's a massive railway station over there that just got left you need to watch Adam the Woo on YouTube then watch what? Adam the Woo Adam the Woo Adam the Woo Woo, right on YouTube or the Daily Woo the Daily Woo is probably better that's his daily yeah he's fucking boss mate he does a load of shit like that okay Uh, what is your job? I'm a train driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you believe in God? No. Do you believe in anything? Um, sort of. I, I, I would consider myself now an atheist because I just think... I, I, I got brought up as a Catholic, uh, so I've got all the Catholic guilt and all that sort of stuff. But event, I questioned it from being a kid because I was always thinking, Father and the Son... How does that make sense? And a lot of it, I used to question, I was thinking, no, I'm not having the 5,000 fishies and stuff like that. I thought, I'm not having that. Uh, the other 
the 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 carcass like the virgin birth because why go through that rigmarole of saying you're a, you know it's a virgin birth why don't you just say yeah we're married who's going to prove whether you're married is there going to be some like little floaty figure going around saying oh look these two are lying you know because they, they weren't married at all where's the verification where's the little blue the equivalent of their blue ticket that's time to say yes we're married they could have just lied so you what what are you so you're just an atheist 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 put your teeth in like I said, I think the sort of religion as as you know it, like the there's a name for them, isn't there? Like Judaism and Islam and Christianity, the certain type of religion. I don't believe in any of them because at the end of the day, what one they all believe that they're all right. If I was gonna go for anything, I, I'd say I like some of the sort of more some of the tenets of Buddhism, where like life is precious and stuff like that. You know, yin and yang and all that sort of stuff. Um, I do go along with quite a bit of that. I sort of do believe in fate a little bit as well. You know, I, think, I do kind of think that certain things are planned out for you. So I, I like, you know, so I think I like the, sound, the sounds of some of the things in Buddhism because I think it's because of the respect for life. I think, that, I think that's the main thing where they say, like, you know, and ultimately, if you think about it, that's just sustainability, isn't it? If you go around basically wiping out the elephants and the rhinos like we are doing at the moment that's going to have knock-on effects if you go and try and insecticide all the insects yeah you're basically wiping out the birds uh, food supply so it ultimately it's going to have a knock-on effect so i think that side of things where you've got to respect life is the and i think that's a simple rule to live your life by respect life how many flies did you kill on the way to London the other day? Um, probably more than I'd like to think about. <laughs> but they're flies, and basically the wasps can pick them off the front. It's it. Don't forget, Craig. When you get into London, look how many wasps are having a basically an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at that, and then them wasps go away, nice and fat. Get it by the birds. Winner. Winner, winner, chicken winner, dinner. Winner, winner, waspy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I didn't think of that. Um, has your life turned out as you expected? Yes. Good. Because? I don't like that question. Mm, I kind of know what you mean, because I've listened to some of your other podcasts where they've said no and what have you. I'd say, yeah, it has because my life, I always had aims as a kid. And if I look at it, I've got two kids, two great kids didn't get him in the conventional way um, my kids are both adopted so not in the sort of traditional sense but I've got two great kids uh, I'm married I've got a three bed detached house I mean you can't argue with that a detached house it's fantastic in a country like Britain um, <laughs> I wanted to be a train driver when I was a kid did you? yes I did I come from a railway family I wanted to be a lorry driver well I wanted to be a train driver after my granddad um, it was because I sinned a 125 on the telly. This sounds terrible, but it was, at the time it was being advertised by Jimmy Savile. No, no, no. The worst paedophile no. that's ever existed. But I remember that advert from being a kid. Like, I wow, had him I on my it. train once, coming from Glasgow down to Carlisle. And I bet you regret to this dying day that you never gave him a kicking. Well, I didn't know, did I? Well, obviously not. But it was only after he'd got off the train. Well, no one knew he was a nonce back then. John, jo- um, Johnny Rotten did. Well, Johnny Rotten did, yeah. Johnny Rotten did. Yeah, well played, Johnny Rotten, Joe, Joe Lydon, whatever. But um, my guard come and told me he had a gold railway pass from them adverts. 
And he also had a golden hospital ticket, didn't he, to go in all the uh, mortuaries and everything and go and do what he did. The dirty get. So, <laughs> um, I've got a, one last question. Oh, yeah. So it's the last day on earth. Mm-hmm. Or you're in the death chamber, you're about to be fucking gassed or whatever. What would your... So it's your last day on earth. Yeah. What would your last meal be? What would my last meal be? Um, it would have to be... Fish and chips from Whitby. Purely oh, because yeah. it's the best. Whitby's cracking, it, I went there all, last summer. It's painful to say it coming from this side of the Pennines, from the good side. But Yorkshire... Fish and chips is just incredible. It's just amazing. I've never had better. So it you just... could you could have your whippy fish and chips. Yeah. And then you could flick the switch. Yeah, and I'd frazzle happily, <laughs> knowing that I've just eaten a frazzled I, fish. I tweeted um, Paul Daniels once. Yeah. Obviously, when he was still alive, what his favourite, <laughs> <laughs> what his favourite dinner was, what his favourite meal was, and have a guess what he said. Fish and chips. No. <laughs> or not chicken tikka masala or something. No, it was fucking chicken. lovely. Egg and chips with buttered bread. Do, do you know what I mean? How no. uninspiring is that? But isn't it just normal? Like a, like the, the the fella sitting in the chair watching him on stage at the height of his fame. Yeah. You know, he could have had anything, couldn't he? Caviar and fucking salmon or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's like Prince William saying his favourite meal is a chip butter. Yeah. You know, he can eat anything he wants in the world. He could have roasted swan... Yeah. You know, he could have, like... Pickled hedgehog. Kangaroo or something like that, and yet he wants a chip butter. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Egg and chips. That's a crap final choice. I mean, I dare say people say, mm, well, cliche that's about fish and chips, but... But if that's what you like, I'd, I'd be a I steak like a man, wide, No, I was going to say, if I, if I... There's a wide range of uh, cracking food out there. I'm, I'm certainly not a British is best. I love so You know, there's some... I've had paella, if it's done right, it's just awesome. Yeah, but all the Americans on death row, they always have like a fucking burger and a milkshake, yeah. don't they, before they fry. Yeah. So why shouldn't you have fish and chips, the great British tradition? And it's got to have mushy peas and a bit of tartar oh. sauce as well. And do I ruin it by putting a bit of lemon on it? No, that's fucking boss. I'll get it on, yeah. Yeah. So, you know how I end this podcast? Go on. You say it. You get to say it. Or do you want me to say it? You say it. Get off my bench! This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.